0: Welcome to the Women of the West podcast, exploring the trials and bliss of women blazing trails for themselves through the Western way of life. On episode 11 of the Women of the West podcast, I get to talk to Misty Harris and Jacqueline Brown from INSP Network show, The Cowboy Way. Listen in as we talk what it's like living your life on a reality TV show, raising a family. And measures they take to promote success in stressful times.
1: I'm a pharmacist that commutes like the longest commute ever. I just oh, wow. like my job so much I decided to keep it and I'm just driving two hours, two and from. Oh wow, two hours? Yeah. It's pretty rough. Man. But I don't I don't work every day. It's just two days a week and uh huh. You know, it hasn't been that bad. It's given me time to do a podcast on the way home. <laughs> there we
0: go. That's for sure. And yeah. that's
1: awesome that you
0: you take the time and prioritize uh, keeping that part of your life, even though you're a mother and a wife and on a reality TV show and all that good stuff, too.
1: Oh, most definitely. I worked way too hard for that degree, you know? I will, <laughs> I will never let that go. <laughs> no,
0: good girl. That's, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> So, and correct me if I'm wrong. You have to have like an undergrad degree, and then you get like a pharmaceutical certificate or something to go along with it, or is it its own schooling to be a pharmacist? It is a
1: it is a professional program. It usually takes about six years. You have to get a doctorate degree to be a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. So, whether you have undergrad or not doesn't really matter. Um, uh huh. You can you can just take the prerequisites and then apply to pharmacy school, and once you get in, mm-hmm. you complete a four year four year minimum professional you know grad school and then you can do residency mm-hmm. if you wish but um yeah it's it it the fastest you can usually do it is about six years so wow
0: yeah that is a commitment <laughs> yeah
1: yes, definitely. so where did you do your um pharmacy program at i stayed local for my undergrad so for my undergraduate i stayed local so i went to community florida? college and lived at home um in niceville uh-huh. florida And that was nice. You know, I got to spend some time with my dad before he passed away and did, um, Mm -hmm. you know, did college at a really nice little small school. But then I went to Florida A&M University for my professional program, which was in Tallahassee, Florida. Mm -hmm. So um, that was four years over there. And then I came back just as fast as I could. Mm hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you work. Two days a week, but you've got a pretty killer commute. Um, yes. How do you keep your routine, or do you? You know, how do you how do you keep your routine um, going on the days that you work versus the days that you don't to get everything done?
1: It's funny things have changed so much for me over the last few years that I don't really feel like I'm in a routine yet. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out like what's my routine. But the good thing Uh is my job lets me work two days in a row. So I normally stay with family the first day. And then so I don't Uh have to drive the second day. So that's not bad. But when Matthew was little and he came with me, that was just great. Because family got to stay with him for two days and he was with me at night. Well, he's in school now. So Uh I was beginning to wonder if this was going to work out anymore with my son being two hours away in school getting out at two thirty, you know, and like booger travels a lot. So I've been kind of swapping into night shifts sometimes. Like I'll get up, take him to school, work a night shift and then sleep at my family's a little bit, then work a day shift right on top of it and then come straight home. So I'm not gone that long. but mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. you can't, you can't like, you know, you can't do that every week. So it, I'm, I'm, Not really in a routine yet, but, um, so far we're making it work. Hey,
0: yeah. No kidding. That would be definitely hard to work a, work a night shift and then work a day shift and then drive two hours home. That doesn't sound very,
1: (laughs) very relaxing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't work, you know, all night, but maybe till like Mm -hmm. 11 and then just come back at seven. So, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not that bad, (laughs) but, um, Uh my, today's president's day. So my son's out of school. So he was able to actually come with me today. And you know, hang out with his cousins while I was at work. So that was good.
0: There you go. That's awesome. That's that's kind of fun that you have family there, so you can you can make that happen. <laughs>
1: I'm like totally multitasking my whole life. You know, like squeezing family time when I'm working, and then you know, just make it all happen.
0: Hmm. Well, it, it seems good. like you kind of got to do that if you want to get everything crossed off your to-do list. You know. Yes. (laughs)
1: yes. (laughs) I haven't finished my to-do list in a long time.
0: I don't think it ever ends. I don't, I don't think there's ever an end to a to-do list. (laughs) No,
1: Especially not with a husband like Booger, who is always taking on more and he really Mm -hmm. relies heavily on me. I mean, he's the one that does all the action, but like all that behind the scenes stuff, you know, um, scheduling and waivers and liability stuff, you know, all that like, website maintenance and merchandise mm-hmm. and like everything he does I'm I'm actively working my list every day, you know. Uh-huh. He's very very energetic and um yeah. Mhm.
0: No, I, I would believe that. I would believe that. So with all the all the crazy things going on everywhere, how do you prioritize what needs to be done first? Do you have kind of a um, method to prioritize things that you like, or is it just go you know? With the I flow? think I
1: kind of <laughs> do have a method. I'm kind of an organized person, although I don't know that I'm winning at organization right now. But I I have a folder and I carry it around with me everywhere. And like on the right <laughs> side of the folder, stuff I need to do, and on the left side of the folder, stuff I've, I need to file away, like I've done. And then my email list is kind of like an ongoing. I delete emails so fast, like my email inbox. I mean, I might get 300 emails a day, but I delete them to where only the things I need to do are in my inbox. So I'll have Uh like five or six emails that I'm like, you know, waiting on loose ends to be tied. And so between my email and my, my handy dandy little folder, I would Mm -hmm. literally not be able to function without my paper calendar. (laughs) It's little Uh and it, you fold it in half, but it is the most important thing I carry around. I can't use mm-hmm. like an electronic calendar because I'm constantly making notes and drawing lines through weeks or circling stuff like it's crazy how important that calendar is. I know Booger people knows. who can do it on their
0: phone. <laughs> people can do it on their phone. I'm like, good for you. But I got to have the feeling of scratching stuff off when I get it done. Oh,
1: for sure. (laughs) And I can't look at a calendar and see little dots and be like, oh, I've got stuff on these days. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I've got to be able to see it written (laughs) out. You know, like, boogers in New York, boogers in Montana, or whatever it is. I have to, like, visualize (laughs) it. And um, he does, he's not allowed to touch my calendar. I mean, because he will literally write all over stuff and plan stuff but not have it fully planned just kind of thinking about it it doesn't go in my calendar unless it is like going to happen so (laughs) it's like hands off my calendar
0: hey you you gotta know what's coming up I guess so yeah so with all with everything that's going on too you know that's how you prioritize but what motivates you You know, I'm sure there's times you all just feel super overwhelmed and, you know, there's a lot going on. What motivates you to kind of reset and keep going?
1: Um, I don't really know. I guess I'm just born motivated because I always feel like I have to be productive. Um, Well, I don't like letting people down either. You know, if if we've got a pile of emails that need addressed or, you know, things that need to be done, I, I don't like leaving people hanging, but... Maybe that motivates me. It motivates me to have like a clear conscience. Like if I um, if I have a lot of things that I've procrastinated on, I'm not at peace. And to me, I just want like I just want when I come home and you know, work's done and Matthew's home, I want it to be a tranquil environment. And if I have a lot of things juggling around in my head, I'm not calm and I'm not happy so I guess that's my motivation is to always have you know a clear mind when I lay down at night and know that I've just done everything I can do and organization is really important to me so mm-hmm. which I think is part of the comedy of our situation on the show because you know living with Booger and the situation we're in is is not organized at all
0: no that and the I like how you said you know lay down with a clear a clear mind at night I think that's Something that I totally struggle with is, like, I lay down, I want to, like, regurgitate my to-do list, and all it does is stress me out. You know, even more, I just need to take that deep breath and appreciate the day and get started on the next one, you know?
1: Yeah, I've kind of got... I don't know how I do it, but whenever I'm done working, it's gone. I don't think about it anymore, so I'm able to do that, mm-hmm. so that's nice. hmm
0: Okay. Got to set the intentions of it, I guess, but I'm a worrier, so I need to work
1: on that one. (laughs) I am, too. I just see my son growing up so fast, and I don't want to waste any of those moments worrying about, you know, day-to-day things that I could have done while he was at school, you know. So Mm -hmm. I try my hardest to put the phone down and, and just live, you know, when he's home for school or it's evening time. If we're all home as a family, it's just really important to me to just put it away. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Life is too short, unfortunately, and you got to appreciate every second. Well, I was like, Definitely. I did this calculation the other day. If you, like, spend an hour on your phone every day, it's still, like, two weeks of your year oh, wow. that you were on your phone. Yeah. If you spend an hour on your phone every single day, it's, like, 15 days. Wow. Isn't that yeah. crazy? I was thinking, like... That's like a low day for me if I'm only on my phone for an hour, you know? How much of my time am I just wasting sitting oh, on no my phone, doubt. you know?
1: It's like a hot oh, topic crazy. Yeah. But, you know, we got to cut ourselves a little slack because our phones are now not just our calendar, not just our communication, not just our entertainment. Like, they're everything. I mean, if you're going to mm-hmm. watch a movie nine times out of ten, you're going to pull out your phone and just watch it on there or, you know, check your emails do some work so we're not necessarily just wasting time on our phones but I also think mm-hmm. that we've gotten to the point I think a lot of people can, can agree that we've gotten to the point where we're kind of addicted you know you're constantly checking things whether you uh-huh. need to or not and that's something I would love to be able to to the people that don't see that I hope Mm -hmm. that they do fast enough before their kids are growing up and they're like, whoa, where'd all this time go, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's sad to me. Yeah, there's a lot of looking down going on. Oh, exactly, exactly. And I
0: don't know, do you have an iPhone? I've been using screen time, and that just blows my mind. How many, you know, I'm like, I'm not even that active on social media, and you still get, like, hundreds of notifications about things you don't care about every, you know? I
2: pff, oh yeah. I can hardly look
0: at it. I'm like, oh my gosh. No <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> oh, and
1: how old's Matthew now? He's five. Five.
0: That's a fun age. Oh yes, it is. And it's a busy age, age just, but that's a fun age. <laughs> I
1: love every age.
0: You were a, a young woman. You know, trying to live your life and be successful, and um, you know, maybe involve yourself in the Western Western lifestyle. Do you have any advice that you would give? You know, maybe yourself when you were that age, or uh, you know, someone else as you look back and see where you are now with your degree and your lifestyle that you live, and your son, family, and all That's, that good stuff.
1: That is a tough question for me. Um, I, one thing that I'm proud of is the fact that I do have my degree and I can work and I can make, make a paycheck even in the hardest of times. And I I know in the Western world, for instance, you know, booger training horses, selling cattle, that's, that is his life. He will always Uh do that no matter what. And he's going to, Uh you know, have good times and have bad times and he's going to be, he's going to be fine. But I guess this advice could be to like any girl, not just in the Western world. You know, if you just go Mm -hmm. ahead and knock it out while you're young, get that degree or whatever it is that you want to do, figure out Mm -hmm. what you need to reach that goal and just do it. Then Mm -hmm. before you know it, you're 30, 35 and you've got it, you know, under your belt. And now you can really start thinking about what you truly enjoy doing. And you'll always have that, you know, to back you Mm -hmm. up and then you can, move forward with things that you love a little bit more because if you start out with the things that you love and they're not income producing then you might you know you might not really be able to excel at anything if you can't afford it so i think Mm -hmm. you know just doing the hard work early on it it will make your life easier in the long run
0: absolutely that's a that's a good way to look at that i like that yeah Get the hard things crossed off and you can move on to the still hard things, but hopefully more fun hard things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I know definitely people, I mean, I love being in this world with booger and horses and all, but I, I wasn't, you know, raised rodeo in or anything like that, but I, I know how expensive it is. I can tell. <laughs> so if a girl is coming out of high school and she just wants to, you know, do that, I mean, more power to her. She might win, you know, a million dollars, but. You know go ahead and figure out what's going to pay your bills for the rest of your life and then you know kind of work at Mm -hmm. them simultaneously so you don't get you know you don't get stuck looking back wishing you had done something you know when you were more energetic Uh and younger and it's easier to to do it early on sometimes
0: absolutely absolutely
1: well you know that work-life balance is is tough and um You know, there's a lot of things to me that's important, but nothing's more important than, you know, Matthew having, you know, the childhood that I want him to have. So I've Mm -hmm. struggled a little bit with having time to incorporate the things that I think he should be able to do. I think he should be able to play t ball, he should be able to go to piano Mm -hmm. lessons, you know, and that's not necessarily going to um, help us right now with our time management situation, but I don't want to neglect it either. So I've. Uh huh. I've definitely been trying to make sure I, I plug in what was important to me before, and make sure that I still stay true to that. So, um, so that's just another thing to balance. But yeah. Mhm.
0: But yeah, you know, even when you think about that, you'd rather sign him up for t-ball now than have him want to play baseball in high school, and he have no idea how to
1: do.
0: It. Uh, <laughs> so yes. I don't want him to think.
1: I don't ever want him to think that he had to sacrifice things because you know of our jobs
2: just
1: um, uh-huh. you know, he can make his decision about what he wants to do, but I just want to give him a good foundation so he can, he can have a good start.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, Jacqueline, thank
0: you so much for doing this interview with me. I so enjoyed talking to you and I hope you have a good, safe rest of your drive home.
2: <laughs> thank you. I enjoyed it
0: too. So Misty, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. I'm really excited to talk to you.
2: Yeah, I'm excited for the opportunity.
0: Okay, so let me get this straight, and you gotta you gotta teach me to say it right. Is it Kilm, Mississippi? Is that where you're from?
2: It's the kill. So the anyone kill. who's from there, yeah, you have to say the kill. The so that the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's x Um, but actually, it's not. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, back in the day when they made, like, moonshine and all of that fun stuff? Uh-huh. That was, like, a really big location for that. And apparently the kiln is a piece of equipment that was used to make moonshine. So that's where it got its name. Right. All right. It's, and so did it's you... really tiny, yeah. So it has, like, um, let me see, maybe two red lights now. Oh. So I'm a small-town girl. <laughs>
0: A thriving metropolis, really. Two stoplights. (laughs) (laughs) And did you grow up in the ranching lifestyle? I know that you were a barrel racer and a horsewoman. um, But did you grow up that way?
2: Right. So that is where all of my background comes from, is rodeo. My parents started me in barrel racing when I was eight years old. And I never stopped. So it's been a big part of my life. That's actually the very reason that Cody and I met. It was at the rodeo finals in Biloxi, Mississippi. We we're both contestants. And believe it or not, he wrote up to me with this smirk on his face, as you could probably imagine, and said, who are you? And then I never got rid of him. I don't even remember him <laughs> asking, asking me to be his girlfriend. We're just somehow married now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so, yeah, That's rodeo.
2: Funny. Yeah. Rodeo plays a big part of um, my entire lifespan and all of my major life events.
0: Hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, and do you still have horses that you keep for yourself to rodeo? Um, uh, what do you, what you do, know, you do I, with that right
2: now? Yeah. So I don't actively compete. Uh, I took mm-hmm. a break from that when I found out I was pregnant with Carter. Mm-hmm. And I do have some that I still do just kind of piddle with, and we move horses and get them off to, you know, their new homes and their new riders that can just take them and bring them to their next level. hmm And, Very of course, cool. we have our ranch yeah. horses that we still have.
0: hmm Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are—they're <laughs> everywhere, <aren't> they're, they are <laughs> Yeah,
2: they're a necessity. I don't see mm-hmm. myself ever being— uh, Horse free, so I love it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I thought this is really interesting. The Full Moon Cattle Company, uh, you guys focus more on cattle and blue healers, correct? With that?
2: Yeah. Um, right. The blue healers come into play, um, cause that's just our choice of cow dogs. Uh-huh. So they're, they're incredible breed and they do really good for us. Uh huh. But it sounds like when I was reading, you guys
0: are kind of trying to set that up um, to pass on to the next generation, which seems very interesting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That is why Cody and I literally make every decision that we do is um, to help lay down the foundation for our children so that they can just walk into something and just have lots of opportunities so that they can grow and do whatever they want to. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And how cool that you guys are thinking about that now, especially in this day and age when inheritance of agricultural enterprises, property, whatever you want to call it, you know, it it seems like it becomes more and more difficult to pass on that legacy.
2: Yeah, it definitely does. And um, that's one of the main reasons we're trying to set it up to where they have all of the resources that they need in order to carry Mm -hmm. it on and to take it to the next level cuz Cody and I we weren't given anything. We weren't given land, money, a house, anything. Everything that we have, we started from the ground up. Um so we're very mm-hmm. proud of that and we um hope that this foundation we're laying will be strong enough to keep our future generations going.
0: Mhm. That's awesome the, and being pro- proactive about it um is huge. You know, you see so many older producers who are trying to pass it on to their children, but it it's a decision that's made, you know, a year to six months before retirement instead of them being involved with it from the ground up. So that's interesting to see you guys being so proactive about that.
2: Yeah, and we try really hard. I mean, Carter's already oh my goodness. He's I was about to say he's two years old, but he's about to be three next month. He <laughs> um, you know, he loves it. He loves to go feed the cows and all that good stuff. And we're just trying to to just get that love instilled in the helm that he'll have that same just passion about livestock that we do.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so that's what I kind of wanted to base this interview Or is how do you get it all done? You know, you're a mother and you guys have so much on your plates and you do this reality TV series. Um, and so I kind of wanted to talk to you about like, I mean, how you get all done, but we can break it down. I know that's kind of a big one to hit you with.
2: Um, (laughs) You know, there's like, there's two main things. I wake up really early and I have a really good planner that I tote everywhere and I call it my brain. And I I mean, I'm like proactive about mapping out things. So like Uh months in advance of things are already written down and planned and accounted for. That's the only way I can get it all to work.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So what is your like morning routine
2: look like? So I, I wake up and I turn the coffee pot on. <laughs> <And> that's, how, <laughs> that's how I <laughs> Yes. That's how I survive the entire day. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I get up around five and I'm not uh-huh. saying this just because I'm on a podcast, but I really get up around five. I get Carter laid out for the day, um, get his little bags packed and stuff so that he can get ready. And Mm -hmm. get myself ready. I try to get something, some animals fed before he wakes up. You know, a lot, just say a lot happens before about 7.30. (laughs) There's a (laughs) lot going on.
0: Oh, I believe it. I believe it. And,
2: you know, and it never gets totally accomplished. It's just a matter of how much can you get done in one day. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we are at the mercy of mother nature too. So we just do our best to check off the things on the to do list and survive the day and just be able to just come home and, you know, have a nice warm bed to pass out in because it's, it's needed. I can tell you. <laughs> We're always tired.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, that I would believe too. Um, You know, when you do get overwhelmed with life and the to-do list and stuff, is there anything that you do that makes yourself feel better, you know, to feel like you're prepared for the next day?
2: You know, my favorite thing to do to, like, unwind, this sounds <laughs> so weird probably, Um, but I just go in the bathroom, I turn the light out, and I just get in a steaming hot bathtub and just try to stop thinking. And uh-huh. that's kind of like my reset moment.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put that's it, a al- reset. Yeah. I like that.
2: That's my reset. It's just to turn the lights off and try to find a quiet moment. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, just know that things are going to get accomplished eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not
0: today, maybe not tomorrow, but maybe the next day,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am in the middle of building a house, so I've learned that.
0: <laughs> yeah no kidding nothing will humble you like construction i guess
2: oh man it's a process
0: mm-hmm. so on top of all the things that you guys do you're part of the cowboy way on uh inspiration network and is that is that a huge time commitment with everything you're going on or does it does it fit into your guys's lifestyle pretty well
2: you know production does a really good job about trying to work with our normal schedules which Mm -hmm. is very appreciated but there obviously are days where we just have to somehow find like magic (laughs) and just make things disappear out of nowhere in regards to time (laughs) and all that kind of thing um Uh but the you know we know we knew what we signed up for Mm -hmm. and that's just part of it and if we have to just be Totally exhausted every night, waking up early and going to bed crazy late to get everything accomplished and produce a family-friendly show. Then we're all about it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mhm.
0: Well, and I noticed that you know I don't I don't even own a TV. I (laughs) Megan was kind enough to send me some screeners, but it's really interesting to see how you know it's reality TV, but it is real and it's your guys' experiences and you know, it's, they make a, a lot of fun and excitement out of your guys's day-to-day lives. You know, it's not like, I don't know, the Kardashians with all this crazy stuff happening, you know,
2: <laughs> to keep yeah. viewers
0: interested. And I think it's really interesting that you're able to showcase, you know, the Western lifestyle, the agriculture, the producer lifestyle in a realistic way. That's really, really, um, I mean, as a viewer, cool to watch, but I mean, you guys should be very proud of yourselves and how uh, I think you connect a lot of people to ag that otherwise wouldn't be.
2: Yeah, that is one of the things that I know I can say that we're all very proud of is the fact that we can offer clean entertainment. And at the same time, we get to offer view into the Western lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. um, we're able to do that with a great platform that INSP has given us. So it is a lot of fun to do that. And um, I guess it's so normal for me that this is my everyday That I don't realize that so many people aren't aware of this type of lifestyle, you know? Much like Mm -hmm. how I would be if I were tossed in the middle of a big city. I probably would have a hard time, too. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, that that part is really fulfilling for me.
0: Yeah, I always think, you know when you go to a rodeo and there's totally the people there that are, like, just dudes. Just straight-up dudes, (laughs) you know, they've got their, like, Bahama (laughs) Mama cowboy hat on or whatever. And a lot of my friends will kinda of poke fun at them and I always say, Stop that. This is the closest these people get to ag all year long. Just you know, just hush it and let them enjoy it. You know, this is this is as close as it gets for them, you know. So Yeah. Be quiet and let them let them have their moment.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's really interesting, um, how many people aren't aware of the Western lifestyle and aren't aware of agricultural period. They just mm-hmm. kind of go through life and I guess don't question how certain things become an item. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I actually witnessed firsthand this lady asking someone, she was pointing to a cow and this happened to be at our fair rodeo that we did once. She was pointing to this cow and she asked what species of animal that was. Like she had no idea that mm-hmm. it was a cow. And I mm-hmm. understand maybe not knowing like different breeds, but... Her, not a grown woman, not even knowing that that was a cow, just kind of blew my mind.
0: Uh-huh. That's, yeah, that's, uh, wow. And, and, like, I honestly she's like, what What species is that? Like, she's obviously educated. She's just not exposed to act,
2: you know? Right, yeah. So, um, you know, there are so many reasons why we like doing this show. Um, that is, one, because we are able to educate people of our lifestyle. And it is a mm-hmm. lifestyle that is, you know. I mean, what would you call it? Uh, you know, it's not that it's not popular. It's just kind of there aren't those, that many farms and ranchers and all that kind of stuff anymore. So,
0: yeah, it's a it's a declining way of life. Yeah, absolutely. What is it? Yeah, less than two percent.
2: Less than two percent of
0: Americans work in ag. I think.
2: Oh wow! Is it really?
0: I think it's that.
2: Yeah, it's definitely I a subculture for sure. Yeah, the Western lifestyle is definitely a subculture now. And mm-hmm. uh, bringing some exposure to that really is cool.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, you talk about pulling pulling time out of thin air and stuff like that. What What do you think is your biggest motivation to keep up with everything in your life?
2: It really is Carter. Like, everything that I do is like, okay, what's next? How can we benefit our family? How can we keep moving forward? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously Cody and I want success, but the main reason we want success is for our children. And um, mm-hmm. he just keeps us motivated.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. Hey, very cool. You he said he's almost three. What does he turn three?
2: He turns three on March March the 10th.
0: March the 10th coming up.
2: Yeah. Coming up and how, and how fun that you guys are able to
0: provide, you know, you're talking about instilling that love of this life with him, but you know, I think even people who grow up and hate it still have a respect for where, how they grew up because you grew up with dirt and puppies and cows and, (laughs) you know, (laughs) what better way to grow up?
2: Yeah. And you know, there's, there are definitely pros and cons to everything. Um, I absolutely love all things about, you know, the lifestyle that we live. The one thing, though, is it does require a lot of work and it requires a lot of time and effort. You know, it's not like you can just, you know, hope the cows have everything they need. You got to actually go and check them and, you know, provide whatever it is that they're needing at that time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what the weather's doing that day. You still have to get up and go and have a work ethic. And that's one thing that I do appreciate the most was growing up and being a competitive barrel racer. I learned early that what I put into it is what I was going to get out of it. And Uh that work ethic has been able to just carry me through my entire life.
0: Uh Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I think we can leave it on this one. How about our last question here? I'm trying to think how to word this, though. If you could give not even yourself, but maybe someone, uh, a piece of advice, you know, something that stuck with you through, through your life. And as you move forward and stuff, um, you know, let's say maybe someone in their, their early twenties, what piece of advice would you give them as they, you know, try to perpetuate a life in the Western lifestyle?
2: In the Western lifestyle, I would, okay, Mm. (laughs) The advice that I would have to give them would be to just not be anxious about things because mm-hmm. I personally have a problem with that. I just have to slow down and take my time and know that good planning and hard work will produce a good product. So mm-hmm. I do have to remind myself of that just to kind of step back and let everything just take place as it should. Hmm.
0: I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, Misty, thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk with me today. And I can't wait to share this. Yeah,
2: thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much to Jacqueline and Misty for doing these interviews with me. I'll post a link to an interview that Cheyenne Wilson did with them that tells you a little bit more about their background, if you're interested. And thank you to INSP Network for hooking me up and let me talk to these gals. All right. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you on episode 12.